help us take a look at the outlook for the shipbuilding market is Adam Kent from Maritime Strategies International. Now, I think, Adam, I'm just sort of start off with orders remained high in 2023. What sectors were driving this? Yes, you're right, Marcus. New building activity at the shipyards remained very sort of robust over the course of 2023. By our estimates, over the first 11 months of the year, around 66 million GT had been booked at the global shipyards. This was marginally down on 2022, about 9% down but still very high, predominantly driven by container ship market, certainly in the first half of the year, the gas carrier market, both LNG and LPG, and a continued run on car carriers, huge numbers of car carriers, larger car carriers being built, especially China. China is now dominating the global new building order book for container ships, car carriers, and even bulkers and tankers. And we estimate currently there to be about 102 million GT on order at the Chinese shipyards. Korea comes a distant second if you look at the Korean order book. But the difference with the Korean order book is it's over half of that Korean order book is being made up of gas carriers uh, with, with a huge number of the LNG orders that we've seen over the course of the last three years ultimately ending up in Korea. Although the Chinese yards are starting to build more of uh, gas carriers, uh, it certainly remains the preserve of the Korean shipbuilding market. And Japan is still there, but its order book is only about 20% of what we see currently in China. So there's a huge amount of tonnage currently on the order books at the sort of major shipbuilding nations. Yeah, with that picture, do we expect ordering levels to continue at a sort of similar rate to 2023 and 2024? No, I mean, we do expect uh, orders in 2024 to come off the recent levels. As we say, we've seen a huge number of container ships orders in 2023, and the market fundamentals don't look as strong in 2024, as they have done over the course of the last few years, there's a lot of tonnage on the order book. So we expect to see uh, certainly fewer container ships being ordered. I think we anticipate us being towards the back end of the current ordering binge for the LNG sector. Uh, So we're not expecting those volumes to be the same in 2024 as we've seen in 2022 and 2023. So you really have to be looking at things like the dry bulk market and the tanker market to sort of really bolster ordering levels in 2024. We're still seeing a lot of market participants in dry bulk and the tanker sector sort of sit on the fence and wait to see what happens with new technologies, with uh, new green fuels uh, before launching in and ordering new tonnage. Uh, And it's one of the reasons, if you look at the dry bulk sector, the tanker sector, uh, second-hand prices for modern tonnage remain uh, very high. Uh, I've been referring to them as being very sticky. Rather than taking the risk on new vessels at high new building prices, what they're doing is sort of dipping into the second-hand market and buying modern eco-tonnage, where the risk is probably a little less, certainly over the next five years, versus certainly in in perspective of some owners than ordering new tonnage, as I say, elevated new building prices. 
Do we have a sort of feel for when we think owners will start to get comfortable with ordering alternative fuel vessels? Obviously, we have seen it quite a bit in the container sector, methanol, and previously LNG, uh, dual fuel. Is there some sort of sense as to when owners will start placing more orders in tankers and drywall? Yeah, I mean, we, we sort of have a, a contracting going up significantly in dry bulk and tankers sort of in the second half of this decade. So as we sort of move from 2026 up to 2028. Uh, I do think, though, that it's very much dependent on the size of the vessel that is being ordered. I think certainly speaking to some smaller handy size dry bulk owners, I can't see some of those owners ordering sort of dual fuel ammonia or dual fuel methanol vessels for some time to come because they have huge concerns about the availability of fuel given the, the, the nature of their operations and where they have to ultimately bunker their vessels. What we're certainly seeing, I think, on those smaller size is a huge push towards uh, installing energy-saving technologies uh, whether that be sort of flat rotors, sails, ducts, air lubrication, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. there are still some huge operational savings that can be made from both a fuel and an emission standpoint. So it seems that the the efforts are being placed more there than on the sort of dual fuel technology side of decarbonisation and reducing emissions within those individual sectors. So good news for the manufacturers of those sort of devices. Just more broadly, in terms of capacity on the shipbuilding side, is it tight as you look forward? I think if you wanted to go and place an order at a tier one Korean, Chinese, Japanese yard, you're probably going to be looking at earlier to 2027 delivery date. I think there are still slots available if you wanted to order, say, a sub-cape vessel, at a tier two Chinese yards, you can probably squeeze one in in 2026, one or two in 2026. The Japanese yards remain more difficult to sort of pinpoint just because talking to ship brokers, looking at the data, there's still a lot of vessels that we think are being built as stock boats at the Japanese yards, vessels that have unknown owners. Uh, we think a lot of these are sort of being identified for the Japanese owning community. One of the interesting things when you do look at the order book is just how front-loaded the order books are for 2024. If you look at China, we're anticipating on, from the scheduled deliveries about 35 million GT of tonnage is scheduled to be delivered in 2024. So that 35 million GT compares with an average output of around 25 million GT over the course of the last three years. If everything hit the water, uh, output would come up by around 10 million GT in China. In Korea, comparable statistics that Korea is scheduled to output 23 million GT in 2024. The average for the last three years has only been 16 million GT annually. So again, a huge uplift in output if the scheduled deliveries numbers are to be believed. We do think that we will see significant slippage in 2024. And that, if anything, is going to put added pressure on those years, 2025, 2026, because a lot of the tonnage that should have been delivered in 2024 won't hit the water. So that will potentially help the market balances, 
when we talk about the individual sectors, we won't see all the tonnage hitting the water that should have done. But what it does is push tonnage out means that delivery slots will be further out into the future. And also, unless we see cancellation, that tonnage is going to hit the water at some time, which will ultimately have a detrimental impact for supply demand balances. We are seeing some new shipyards and some new capacity come online. We've identified more than 12 new yards that were mothballed that have been reactivated come online over the course of the last couple of years. We don't see any of those yards currently sort of getting back up to the sort of pre-mothballed capacity levels, but they will certainly help with some of the sort of tightness within the shipbuilding market. And in aggregate, we expect to see shipyard capacity rise by about 5% by 2025 when we compare it to 2021. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to joining you on the next episode of the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast. Mm-hmm.